prayer is what I'm going to talk about tonight. And before you roll your eyes, because sometimes prayer can sound to some people, sorry, prayer can sometimes feel like taking your veggies, right? I have to pray, you know. I've got um, my grandkids that I have tried to uh, teach to pray as they grow up, you know. And Peyton, it's really been good because she was little, and I was able to... uh, Teach her these little things, you know, pray, you know, just pray over your food, Peyton. And no, I don't want to, Grandma. No, you just say, thank you for this food. Jesus' name, amen. And it was so cute. I've got videos of her, you know, saying prayers, you know. I didn't really pray when I was a kid, so I had to get older before I felt comfortable talking out loud or praying out loud, but I'm working on my grandkids, My grandpa was the prayer warrior. He was the worship leader at the little church north of Sylvania a long, long time ago. And so he always said the prayer before lunch, dinner, breakfast. And I can remember the first time when grandpa was gone, they asked me to do the praying. Such an honor. And a lot of times we don't think about it as being an honor to be able to pray for somebody. But that was an honor to me. I have two bonus grandchildren that will be official in the end of July, and they aren't used to prayer. They, they haven't been raised in a church and that sort of thing. So I'll say, who wants to pray? Well, if Peyton's there, she's nine now. She's, I'll do it. And Clayton, he's four, and he just, thank <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for this food. Amen. So there's those kind of prayers that we need to learn how to pray. And we practice with our prayers at breakfast and lunch and supper. And then we have nighttime prayers. And nighttime prayers, you know, we used to go, um, Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake... I pray the Lord my soul to take. And then we do the God bless mommy, God bless daddy, God bless, you know. And we're teaching a child in the way they should go. And I can remember, I want you to, with Peyton, when she was about four. Let's see if this will play. Sweet. Father God, thank you for this lovely day. Father God, watch out for Colin. My dad, um, my mom, my brother, JT and Maddie, and and Jack and JoJo and Fifi and Dipsy, um, in Jesus' name, Amen. Wait, I forgot Papa too. I gotta start over. Jesus, thank you for this lovely day. Watch out for Colin, my mom, my grandma, my papa, my grandma, Teresa. That's you. Watch out for Colin, my dad, my whole dog, my whole family. And watch out for Aunt Katie, 
In Jesus' name, amen. Wasn't that just precious? You could tell she liked calling. I don't know. He got four or five (laughs) prayers in that. There's nothing more special to a grandma to sit there in the dark and listen to that prayer. There's nothing more special to God to listen to your prayers during the day, during the night. And we have to learn these things. We, we pray um, the um, dinner prayers, and then we pray the nighttime prayers. But then there comes a time that we start getting a little more serious about some prayer needs. When we get uh, in high school or just out of school, we start praying about little things, seemingly little things, about a spouse, about where am I going to go, the direction, you know, do I take this job, do I, you know, date this guy, Father God, are you going to bring somebody in my life? We start praying these seemingly little prayers Although, every prayer is big when we're going through it, right? But then, we, I call them generic prayers. You know, just those little cute little things. Prayer sometimes becomes a catchphrase. Like, love ya. Love ya. Oh, I'll pray for ya. I don't know how many um, Facebook posts you see, you know, hey, I need prayer for this, I need prayer for that, and they'll say, I'm praying, 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 praying. And you wonder how many are actually praying. Or if it's just a, a wink, thinking about you. Or do we hit the floor and we really believe that prayer can change things? I don't know about you, but there's been times I thought prayer, he ain't listening to me. I remember one time when I first got saved, um, I, like I told you, I didn't really pray a lot growing up. You know, we had those little ones. I heard Grandpa pray, you know, and it just seemed like to be the adult thing to do. I got saved, and my uh, ex-husband's not saved, and we were going to Pittsburgh, um, during a storm, we left the house, and on the radio, it said that there was um, tornado warnings. And I am still kind of on the edge with tornadoes. And we was, what is that Josiah roundabout out thing? You know, you go out and about sneaking in the back way. Anyway, we're coming around that corner, and on the radio, it said that the tornado warnings in Pittsburgh are right now and then the hail starts and the wind starts and the sirens go off and so my heart is starting to and the car dies it's just like somebody took the plug out of it and plugged it and we just cruised over to the side we are in a place where there are no lights we're around this corner. There's no street lights. It's dark. The hail's are going. Nobody can see us. People are going around. And I am, what do I do? And I'm so new at this prayer thing 
that I didn't know how to. Every time I said, oh, oh, God, I pray for, boom, you know, there's crash, okay, and then that starts you over again. Oh, God, I pray that we're going to, boom, you know, and all this, all this stuff is coming at you, and I can't concentrate. So what do I do? I started saying the Lord's Prayer because that was a ritual <laughs> that I knew with my heart. I didn't have to think. My heart my head didn't have to connect All I had to do was open my mouth, but I knew that I was talking to my God and that he was listening to me. I was hoping really hard he was listening to me. And then in the dark, on that curve, Calvin Bunny, who was our neighbor, just happened to be going around that corner, stopped and picked us up and took us to Walmart. We were in the dark, in the rain, in the storm, and we had the right person to stop us. They took us to Walmart. We couldn't get in because they had locked everything out. So we're out in that little foyer behind the, you know, Pac-Man machines. But God heard that prayer. He heard my heart. He knew that my mind was so full of chaos and junk that I couldn't concentrate But he reminded me about the Lord's Prayer, that I could say it, and that calmed me down. So I just whispered that. Even if all you know how to do is say, Jesus, that's a prayer in itself. Jesus. Have you ever done that? I don't know. The Bible says sometimes we don't know how to pray, but the Spirit does with groanings. I've been in my room where I couldn't even see straight because I was crying so hard. But I know my God is faithful and he listens and he hears. And then we have prayers that we don't understand. We have death. We have sickness. We have divorce. We have situations that come in and we don't know what to pray And we begin to pray our own will, our own way, because we know what we want out of this situation. And we begin to almost manipulate God with our prayers. Because, you know, your word says that when you're joined together, that man and woman should be together. So I'm praying in God's will. Your word says that we lay hands on the sick and they become well. And we pray about that stuff. And we've all had that. Well, it didn't happen that way. And if we're not careful, we start getting negative and start thinking, well, why even pray? Back in, when I worked at the school years ago, I can remember, we, I can't remember, I don't remember the situation, but I remember saying, well, we're going to pray about that. And one of the ladies says, well, you think it'll do any good? And she went to church every single Sunday, Wednesday. She was a church goer. But when I said, We're going to pray about that. Well, do you think it'll do any good? Have you ever thought that? When you get hurt, 
That's what we focus on a lot of times. We focus on this, this hurt and this pain. We can't see through the truth that's really out here. And I can remember, I went to a Bible study years ago when I first got spirit-filled, and we, were, had, we came to the prayer meeting time, and one of the ladies that was there, um, she had a son and a daughter, and they just had a brand-new grandbaby. And the son-in-law um, got a job offer, like in Oklahoma or Arkansas or something, and they lived in Eldorado Springs, and it was like, I don't want them to be moving. And so she said, I think we need to pray that um, this job will fall through and, and they won't move, you know, or something, because, you know, they need to be here with me. And so Vicki, the um, Bible study teacher, said, well, let me tell you what happened one other time that we prayed this same situation. The husband had a job offer, and the woman was there, and they prayed, and the, and the grandmother was adamant that we, we needed them to stay. So they prayed that way, and the job fell through. And within six months, they were divorced because he had an affair with the person, a person that was in the job that he was still at. And so, see, we didn't see that. God probably saw that, no doubt, right? That he saw why they are moving. But if we hook up together and we pray and we're so adamant, sometimes we can pray and get our answer the way we want it, but it wasn't the right answer. How many of you, there's, a, there's an old country song, I Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. There's a lot of prayers that I have prayed that were just thrown out there because, oh, I think I'd like this. And then you, later you go, ooh, I'm glad I wasn't getting that answer. So I put down here that, that sometimes we try to take on the role of Holy Ghost Junior when we do that and manipulate the prayer. The Bible says about the story that if we ask and keep asking that we'll get what we want. And in in, um, Matthew, no, hang on. Like I said, in Luke 18, it's about the, the widow woman and the unjust judge. And it says, one day Jesus taught the apostles to keep praying and never stop or lose hope. He shared with them this illustration. In a certain town, there was a civil judge, a thick-skinned and godless man who had no fear of others' opinions. And there was a poor widow in that town who kept pleading with the judge, grant me justice and protect me against my oppressor. He ignored her pleas for quite some time, but she kept asking. Eventually, he said to himself, this widow keeps annoying me, 
demanding her rights, and I'm tired of listening to her. Even though I'm not a religious man and don't care about other uh, opinions of others, I'll just get her off my back by answering her claims for justice, and I'll rule in her favor. Then she'll leave me alone. The Lord continued, Did you hear what the ungodly judge said? That he would answer her persistent request? Don't you know that God... The true judge will grant justice to all of his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day. He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay uh, to answer you and give you what you ask for. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting, just like the widow was with the judge, Yet when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of persistent faithfulness in his people? Persistence. That's something that we don't do a lot of times with prayer. We believe that it's kind of like the McDonald's drive-thru. We go up to the drive-thru, hey, God, I need, and then it's ready by the time we get around to the other side. And how many know? It don't happen that way. There are still some things that I'm praying for that still haven't happened. Do we give up? I heard somebody say the other day that, um, you know, we have been praying that the, the scripture that says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, he will fix our land. And we have done that so many times. We have prayed that prayer. And, and do we believe it? It says, if my people pray. So that's a condition that we do. Have we been doing that? Yes, we have been praying that God will heal our land, that we will humble ourselves. We will repent and humble ourselves and pray. So we've done our job. Now it's God that has done his job. It's up to him to do it. But a lot of times what we do, there was um, a illustration that Willie George, George had um, been on a tape that I had listened to back when I first got spirit-filled, and I'll never forget it concerning prayer. And he said, it's kind of like when you take a lasso, you know, he's down there, you take this lasso, and this is your lasso of prayer, and you say, oh, Father God, we humble ourselves We repent and we pray that you'll heal our nation. And we throw the lasso around the answer. And it sits there. So then the next morning we get up and we go, Oh Lord, I repent and we we ask that you forgive us and we humble ourselves and we pray that you will heal our nation. And you throw that rope on there again. And we do that every single day. And now we have the answer to our prayer with 25,000 prayer ropes on it. And it's just sitting there. That widow woman came and she was persistent. She kept coming to the judge and saying, you have to... Uh, defend me, you have to give me my honor back, you have to give me my land, you have to do this. She didn't keep asking him, will you do this, will you do this? She used the law that the word said it was hers 
as she kept reminding the judge, you've got to give me that. You've got to offend, uh, defend me. You've got to avenge me. The word says, if we pray, he will. So what we do is we go, now then we've done that, and so now then we hang on to that rope, and we go, thank you, God, you said that if we humbled our, ourselves and pray, that you will heal our land. Thank you, Lord. I'm reminding you that your promise, and you said if we did our part, you'd be doing your part, and I'm believing that you're doing your part, and we just keep pulling that answer closer and closer and closer. But a lot of times we pray because we don't know if that's a three-week rope, a three-month rope, three-year rope, 30-year rope. And a lot of us get tired believing, well, you know, Joe, he, he prayed and it didn't happen. And I know my mom, whenever uh, my dad quit smoking, and two or three years later he ended up with cancer. So you know what she thought? There wasn't any sense in him quitting smoking because he still got cancer. We can't judge somebody else's life. We have to focus on what the word said. He said, you do, he will. Do you believe the word? You know, when you say, when it says, I know, it's not a suggestion. It's a, I know, it's in my knower. Landon knows he's married. Tammy knows she's in summer school. We don't think. We know. The word says that. We either have to believe it or we have to not. It's not up to us to fulfill it. We think that we need to fulfill it. We need to do it. But if we continue to do that, a lot of people will quit right here and leave it alone. Now, God showed me when I was thinking about this, about dominoes and our prayers. And a lot of times we will set these up and we'll begin to pray about whatever. You know, I want this job. I want, you know, the word says that I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed coming out. That the healing is for me. And then we're, and we're going to go do it. So we're going to make it happen, you know. And then, oh, oh darn. <laughs> well, well, okay, we get to start all over here. Okay, so Father God, I believe that you said that I could have this. And so you begin to do this. And now all of a sudden, you have decided that there is no way that this is going to happen. So what do we do? We start talking and start taking some of those out, and then we decide we're going to start up again, but look what happens. We don't get them all because we have changed our thinking and our mind. We believe that we are supposed to be the worker, you know, that God said, and we need to do our part. Yes, we need to do our part, but we keep messing up. Now, it also says if two or more people agree if two people agree as in touching anything they shall have what they desire 
what they ask. So if I'm setting up my dominoes over here, and Dolly's setting hers up over here, because she's wanting it her way over here, well, I think that I'm going this way, and she's going that way, and we are not agreeing on anything. The unity that Pastor Kent was talking about, we're not in unity. And we can't walk the same path together because we're going in opposite directions. So what's God supposed to do in this kind of situation? He can't, he can't answer Teresa's prayer because then Dolly's going to have something go wrong. It's not going to work out for Dolly. But if she works out Dolly's, then it's going to uh, mess up my decision. So that's why we pray to God and we ask for his will. Because there's a lot of things. It doesn't say in here, it doesn't mention, Teresa, you need to go. Dolly, you need to go and do. Some things are not cut and dry, like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not covet, love. It doesn't tell me that I'm supposed to move to California or, you see what I'm saying? But if we are really beginning to pray and listen to what God says, then Dolly, her will her idea begins to change, and mine begins to change. And we begin to hook up and start heading in the same direction. And now then, God can answer those prayers the way they're supposed to be answered. We want things our way. And we will do whatever it takes sometimes and buck up and be too stubborn to admit that God's way or your way is better than mine. The older we get, the more we've seen his faithfulness and how he has done things when we give up, when we give up our control. He takes over. And it works out so much better. I've got a video that um, we're going to show how when we let God be the maestro of our life, how he can work everything out for good. Because what he, he wants to answer your prayer he wants to answer my prayer. And we think because it hasn't happened today, he isn't working on my prayer. But do you see all these people, and there's not a whole lot of people, but in this room alone, how messed up the uh, weather would be, let alone anything else, because I like it hot and sunny, and some people like some rain, some people like snow. Yeah, we don't, those Crockett's, we don't, and Lehman's, we don't work on those. 
because they're those snowy people. But that alone, we can't get two people to agree on the weather, let alone anything else about the color of the floor, about if we should have two services, if we should have Joel sing a little higher or a little lower. Aren't we glad that God is in control? Because he is the maestro of everything. And he's got you covered. And if you don't get yours today, one of the things that God showed me years ago was God loves us. And he is no respecter of persons. Which means he's not going to do for you and not do for me. And so he gave me this illustration when... um, Say there was five kids in, in your family, and every time somebody turned a senior, when they graduated, the tradition was mom and dad would take that child alone to Kansas City to go to Worlds of Fun. That was just something to look forward to. And so here you are, the fifth child, and it's your turn. You know, when I graduate, it's just going to be me and mom and dad, and we're going to go to Worlds of Fun and have a weekend. And something happens, and they close Worlds of Fun. Do you think your mom and dad would go, well, darn, I guess you should have graduated last year. Your mom and dad would go, that's okay. We'll just take a trip to Disneyland. That's what our God does for us. He's not going to leave you out. Not that you're going to get a free trip to Disneyland if you pray and talk to him. But just because something doesn't come through, he's such a good God. There's nothing that can happen to you that he can't make better. These people who are going through the floods and losing all of this stuff, I try to put myself in their shoes, and it's hard. But I know that if we trust God, that he's going to work it out. Yes, it's a pain, isn't it, to, to be... Um, sidetracked or inconvenienced because now I have to do this or I have to wait until I get the contractor out here or whatever and these people with the floods are having to wait until that goes down but you know that God sees every bit of it and he's taking care of it he's already got that planned out but we need to continue to I believe you Lord your Lord said that if I, if I trust you You are faithful and just. I trust you. You supply all my needs. You know my needs. Pulling it in. Pull it in. But when God is in control, Norma's going to play, I'll I'll try to shut this down. Um, He's going to play this video um, and show you how he can make each and every one of our things happen. Amazing. 
do you see if each one of those dominoes was one of us? He's knocking down walls that have um, gotten in our way. He's taking care of all of that, but he's got to get everything set in motion, set together. And we have to do our part. We have to be the person that God wants us to be and has called us to be. And if that's to pray or if that's to uh, go do or whatnot, because if that one domino, if that one person wasn't there, it would stop the effect. You all are important. Every single one of us is important. Every single one of us, whether you're sitting here thinking, well, God's not called me to do squat. You have a job to do, and you are important. How many have had people pray Sometimes I'm the prayer, and sometimes I'm the prayee. And it's an honor to be able to pray with somebody and to get alongside of them and help them through something that they've gone through. But I've also been on the other side of that. (laughs) When I thought I couldn't go on, and I've been in my own little room thinking, God, nobody's out there. Is anybody out there? But you know when somebody's praying for you. And so I didn't, I'm doing this kind of, I was going to sing this, but I'm going to, uh, (laughs) I'm just going to pray or play part of this because it was like, "Mm, no, I don't think I better, um, I can do this, sing this because it'll really be bad. Somebody's praying, I can feel it. We are not called to do, we are simply called to pray. God wants to hear from you, and it could be a matter of life and death for somebody if God puts them on your heart to pray. I have felt the power of prayer and I know he's faithful no matter what he's doing right now and it looks like he's not paying me one lick of attention I'm one of those dominoes and I believe that he's about to roll that little dude down there and all it takes is one flick and all of this will start lining up And we're going to see the answer. It may not look like we want it to, you know. We didn't know what was coming around the corner. But did you notice he was taking care of this one as he was taking care of this one? This one was being knocked down and he was taking care of all those little side ones too. God loves you. and He just simply wants you to pray and talk to him. One can put a thousand to flight. Two 10,000 to fly. So we're going to let the, um, you know, Joel and his crew. (laughs) 
And we have an altar here that you are more than welcome because I know there's things that's going on in your hearts, in your lives. Or maybe you just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for those prayer warriors that have been praying for me to get me through the dark nights. So, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that I just pray and believe, Father God, that there was something that touched each person tonight. Lord, that they'll have ammunition to go home and think about, Lord, when, when the enemy comes knocking at their door and begins to tell them you're, you're never going to get the answer. God doesn't see you. Father God, I ask that that holy righteousness, that holy boldness rises up inside of them and they say, no, he's my daddy God. And my daddy will never forsake me. It says in the word, no, not ever will he leave me nor forsake me. And the Amplified says, no, not ever. I love the song that says, even if, even if. That one's been on my mind because even if he doesn't deliver Shadrach, Meshach out of, the, out of the fire, even if we will still serve God. Even when everything looks like it's going to fall apart, it is well. It is well. I want to ask you something uh, before we get out of here today. Um, And this is just my personal way of thinking, but do you think anyone has limited potential? Anyone? I think uh, that our potential is only limited because of the way that we think. And I really think that our prayers, a lot of times, the problem with them is that they're not big enough. And we're not, it says in the scriptures that, that God's ways and his thoughts are, are higher and bigger than our thoughts. And it's hard for us to wrap our mind around how big and how much uh, God really loves us and, and what he wants us to do in each situation. And, and the reason I say all this is because what I really want you to be praying about is I want you to be praying about uh, your role here at the church. I really want you to think about this. And, and, you know, many of us, especially here, have been going to Oakton for a really long time. You know, we've uh, done things traditionally. There's probably a place uh, that all of us have been involved in or, or something for a long time, a certain ministry that we like or, or whatever. But what I really want you to pray about is, what does God want me to do at Oakton? 
And I really believe, and, and it may seem hard to understand, but I really believe that God is about to do something really big. And I think sometimes whenever uh, things get challenging or, or whatever, we tend to retreat. We, we, we back away. And the truth is, is that if you retreat in every time of adversity, man, you'll never get anywhere. But what I want to encourage you with is that whenever adversity or we feel fear or because there may be an area that you're not comfortable with. You know, what if what if God asks you to teach Sunday school and you don't like speaking in front of people? Fear comes in. But to me, fear is the place where we know that we need to push forward. And if you spend every day for the rest of your life retreating every time that there's adversity, you'll never get anywhere. So what I want to encourage you with today is just think about that. I don't care if you're on the praise team. I don't care what position you're in in the church. I want you to ask God, Lord, where do you want me to be? And I promise he'll show you. It may scare you to death, but he'll show you. So as we close out, I want to pray. So Father God, we come to you today, Lord, and I just thank you for the word that you placed on Teresa's heart. Father, I thank you, uh, Lord, that whenever we speak and we pray, Lord, you hear us in heaven. Lord, that you care enough about us that whenever we're going through a difficult time or a struggle or want to know what your plan is, Lord, we can ask you and, Lord, you respond. What a privilege that is. And, Father, we just ask that that you would show us what part you want us to have in this body, Lord. We ask that you would reveal to us uh, the very mission, the very heart uh, that Jesus has, and, Lord, that you would give that to us, and, Lord, that we could express that to people through your ministry and through your love. And so, Lord, Father, we pray uh, as we leave here today, Lord, that you would fill us with your Holy Ghost, Lord, that we would go out into the world and show them what your love looks like. Lord, that we would be living ambassadors for you. And, Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.